Hello and welcome back to Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry. And I'm Nancy Balling. Nancy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Tom? I'm wonderful. We've got a great guest and we are going over to the other side of the pond, as it were, with our friend Jen. Jen, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're, ex- we're excited to have you. We're excited to have you. So are you in London? I'm in Brighton. I'm on the south coast. It's about an hour from London, directly south. So is, I'm by the seaside. Is it anywhere near Cassowary, England? Sorry? Cassowary, England? Oh, it's 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 an area it's an area of London. I just wasn't oh, sure. Yeah. So I um so tell us tell us more about yourself. Introduce yourself. Well, my name's Jen, yeah, as you know. I live in the south coast of England and I am currently going through a transition, I would say, Um, trying to come out of the woo-woo closet. (laughs) What's the woo-woo closet? What's the woo-woo closet? The woo-woo closet is, well, most of my life I've been aware of energies and different things going on in my reality that weren't quite as maybe other people were seeing but I didn't know that when I was young (laughs) and um, I kind of was scared of it I could see energies energy in the in the in my reality around me I guess and I could feel and I could sense energies but um, I couldn't really discuss it I didn't really have the vocabulary and I didn't have the way of intellectualizing what I was experiencing so I kind of shut it down I was scared of it I guess but you have the accent though it doesn't matter what words you say it still sounds cool What, what, now, you you call it the woo-woo experience. Is it like woo-woo, like like excitement like that? Or is it more like, no, like woo-woo-woo-woo? Woo-woo, a bit mystical oh. and, uh, and magical. A wow. bit fluffy, I guess. Because I didn't have the science. I didn't, ha- I didn't understand the science behind what was happening. And so I kind of shut it all down for quite a few years. And um, Did you shut it quite... down on your own or do you think your parents shut it down? Well, that's that's very interesting actually because I I I was very much into nature when I was a child and I actually think I used to speak and I used to talk in nature and I used to really connect with things but I do remember I have a very overbearing father and I was always kind of told to shut up to be quiet I didn't have anything interesting to say you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and I think maybe I Maybe I came across a bit of a silly child, perhaps, in his eyes. Or maybe he was just a little bit um, Afraid. Frightened, of, frightened of what was happening. Because I later found out that actually his mother was very much um, in the sort of psychic ways. And she was very interested in the esoteric, should we say. But I only found that out much later. So, you know, it's I wonder. I wonder what he thought of her, though. I wonder if he thought of her psychic abilities and psychic ways, if he was intrigued by that or if he thought that was silly. No, he he was scared by that. He he left home very, very early. Wow. Yeah. So so it's taken a while for me to unfold my story of where I've where I've got my habits and my my belief systems, if you like. So I've had to undo all of my conditioning. Do you do you think that that's um, somewhat hereditary? Um, I'm just wondering if the fact that your grandmother had those abilities, do you think that some some of that is innate uh, because of the uh, of genetics? Yeah, I think that that's very interesting, actually. And I do I do believe that because I do think that we carry memory in our tissues and we carry memory in our DNA. Um, And that can come through ancestral, but as well as good traits. I think we can also carry through, obviously, 
beliefs from from centuries ago, perhaps, you know, from maybe going back seven past lives, if you like, or, or seven generations back. Um, I know I've done work on myself and I've brought through visions of sort of being burnt at the stake and things like that. Wow. Um, so it's definitely information, whether it's actually happened or whether it's just an information, it's a data that I'm holding within my system that I need to relief, release and I need to see it as that picture to be able to identify what it is and to, then to let it go. Um, so, yeah, I guess I came into the world with a father that was going to give me beliefs that I shouldn't speak up, for, mm. for, which was one of them. I never felt that I had a voice. Um, this is why this is so important to me to do this, and this is why I, I feel so grateful for this opportunity, because if you'd asked me two years ago, three years ago, there's no way I would do a podcast or speak in public or anything like that. But I, I, I really feel that everybody's got a everybody's got a voice. I mean, everybody's unique, and, and by sharing one story, you can ignite that... Um, that healing in somebody else and allow them to become their authentic self, if you like. Because, you know, I do some what would appear to other people perhaps maybe a bit silly. <laughs> but I'm very I think it's pretty amazing. I think oh, your voice is pretty amazing. It, as soon as you start your mantra or your light language, my hair stands on it. And oh, that's very sweet. It's just the accent. <laughs> <laughs> And her adorable little no, cute self. No, I know. Yes, and I've seen your pictures. I've seen you on Facebook, you and your husband. You guys look like you're a really cool couple. Yeah, and I'm planning a trip to England at some point, so you're definitely going to be, you're definitely putting me on your couch for a night, whether you like it or not. Yeah, we have a spare room here. Yeah, we can show you. I time. found out that I'm 65% English when I did my DNA test. I knew I had some England English in me, but 65% is a pretty big, pretty big chunk, so i got to go visit that my peeps. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You've got to track them down. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we're related. Maybe I have some of that psychic ability that was passed on from your grandmother. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Hey. <laughs> what you year? Need to, you need to flex that psychic muscle, though. You have to work it, you know. Yeah, you I know. do. Um, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. <laughs> or it's really hard to turn it back on. Um, yeah. So what age do you think that you started really opening back up to this part of yourself? Actually, you know, I think it was about in my mid-twenties. I, I read a book in my mid-twenties, which was called, oh golly, what was it called? Chariots of the Gods, was it? By Eric von Däniken, I, I think it was called. I don't think I've read and, that one. Ah, yeah, it was, it was def yeah, Eric von Däniken. He's a Swiss author, and he made claims about extraterrestrials influence, influencing our early human culture. And that opened me back up to the possibility that our history wasn't really what I'd been taught at school. And it opened me up to um, ancient civilizations and the pack and the hidden knowledge and that kind of thing. And that sparked, it was called, yeah, definitely it was called Chariots of the Gods. And um, that opened me up to inquiry, not just in the world around me, but to myself. Had you, had you experienced something like when you were younger, though, and this reopened it? And if so, what, what did you experience when you were uh, younger and, say, a child, which your father thought was silly, but you were actually maybe doing things that were well beyond and above your uh, ch child's level, you know? Well, I wouldn't say it was psychic abilities, but I, I definitely knew things. And I, but I thought everybody was the same. And, and 
it got to a point where I'd be saying things, and I can't really give you an example, actually, funny enough, but I would say things and and, um, and uh, everybody would be, you know, be surprised. And I'd be like, oh, I thought everybody knew that. So I, another reason, I didn't want to be the know-it-all, so I kind of shut myself down that way as well and just, just trying to fit in, really. But, um, yeah, we used to kind of play with Ouija boards and all that kind of stuff when I was young. We used to kind of levitate people and, and do some crazy things. I can't remember whether it all worked, but I think some of it did. Wow. <laughs> but, um, How do you feel about dead. a Ouija board now? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, me too. I mean, it is made by, like, Mattel or some company like that. I mean, how... <laughs> It's like it's, it's a, a toy, you know. You find it at a toy store. I mean, how? Yeah, it's a definite uh, no, no. I, I, yeah. The only person I seek now for for information is my is myself, my heart. Now, wow, that's now so cool. I, I'm much more aligned, and I, I, I work definitely from the space of my heart, and and that tells me what's right and what's wrong, and whether I go forward and whether I go back. And yeah, sometimes I do see um, visions of you know in my mind's eye. I might I might see some strange creatures or i might see some uh, i wouldn't call them angels but they're definitely visions of a of a bodily form but i but i understand that now to be actually an aspect of myself are you seeing um, are you seeing these while like lucid dreaming or while meditating or are you just seeing these like while you're driving on the wrong side of the road there in england <laughs> <laughs> like in my mind's eye uh, yeah meditation where, when i've got a focus when i'm um yeah when i'm centering myself and i've got a question and um, yeah I, it's like i couldn't look at them they're not physical they're in my mind's eye they're almost in my peripheral vision shall we say are you ready to see them physically again i don't know actually that's a that's a very good question i think I'm quite jumpy as a person. Like, <laughs> I, I, I could be running around the flat and, and my husband could come out of a doorway and I will just freak. I will scream <laughs> and jump a mile. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's how jumpy I am. So I think if I actually saw one for real, probably not. You know <laughs> how I that. see them, but they like will materialize in a slow pace for me because so, I'm pretty jumpy too. <laughs> I think if I knew it was going to happen, I would ask for them to appear in a way that I I would be able to accept them, and that wasn't scary for me. And if they, if you know, if I needed to see them, there would have to be a reason for me to need to need to see something. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it would be for validation or something like that. Um, my brother died quite a few years ago, and um, uh, this is the first time I'd sort of seen seen somebody. He died very suddenly. Mm -hmm. And I kept seeing him coming through the wall at me and it, he wanted to get my attention and I, I didn't know why. And it was at that point that I wanted to know for definite whether I was more than my physical body. So I tracked down uh, Todd Akamesis, oh, <laughs> who yeah. I know you know, mm -hmm. um, to learn how to astral travel to do out-of-body experience. And it was during one of his intensive nine-day retreats where he takes you through a process of um, dropping down into a state where, um, and he talks you through where you can get to an altered state of consciousness. Um, and I visited my brother, and I visited um, places around where we were staying, which I hadn't seen, and that were validated to me the following day. Oh, that's like, amazing. Was no, that on the retreat I, I was with you? 
It might have been that one, or I can't remember whether it was that one or the one before. When you say where you were, you were talking to your brother, I mean, did you actually have a conversation where he was answering you, or when you said, I'm sorry, when you said you visited your brother, could you just yeah. see? Did you see him as if he were clear as day, or was it like you were looking at a ghost, or was it more of just like a sense of his energy? It was clear as day, and what happened is my heart raced so much. I felt like my heart was outside of myself. It was um, incredibly strong, and I almost was frightened. So I was con- uh, confirming myself that I was safe and that I was loved. And then I, it was almost like my point of consciousness turned into a speck of light, and I flew very, very quickly to a place where my brother was. It wasn't on this earth plane. It was definitely his house, and it was where he died. Um, and I sat next to him on the sofa. And there was that warmth and comfort that I knew it was just love. And I got upset. And when I started getting upset, I came back, I came back into what you'd say, I suppose I came back into my body. Not that I was outside of my body, but I came back into consciousness. And I was very upset. But what I uh, gleaned from this after speaking to a colleague is that he, he died very suddenly and he didn't realize he was dead. And so he needed to move on to the next level. And so a colleague of mine helped move him on she she went out of body and she um uh went to move him on to the next level if that makes sense sorry this is a whole new conversation (laughs) oh no this is quite lovely conversation (laughs) but what i gleaned from the whole experience basically was i got validation that i could expand my consciousness outside of my body outside of my physical body and I could expand my consciousness outside into an area almost like remote viewing if you like so I could see a part of an area part of the countryside specific detail that I had never been to and I couldn't explain that any other way so that to me um, gave me a validation that when I die my consciousness doesn't die it's not, it doesn't stay in my body and wither and go. I am more than my physical body. So this helped me, um, I suppose, excel in, in my wanting to become um, a healer. The most auth- yeah, healing and help people. And I wanted to allow people to understand that they're also more than the physical body. And we have these abilities to be able to self heal. And I'd always wanted to help people do this, and I'd done crystal healing. I was attuned Reiki about 15, 17, 15, yeah, 15 or 17 years ago. Um, I'd done color therapy. I'd done all these modalities. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess what had happened is, um, I, because I'd sort of shut myself down, I didn't think I had a voice and all the rest of it, I was always doing someone else's modality. I was always doing wanting the next certificate, wanting the next next certificate. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't actually going out there doing it. I was kind of behind the scenes because I had a job. I was a hair and makeup artist flying around the world doing photographic work, working on a one-to-one basis with models and actresses and everything. And I was still doing the healing, but I wasn't coming out with the Jen Dodson healer. You know, mm-hmm. I was behind the scenes. I didn't want people to see me, but it occurred to me, that if I want to become a genuine person working from the heart, I need to be seen and I need to be heard. You do. So, yeah. And, I, and I you know, that's really that. interesting because you are the most adorable 
person I have ever met. She <laughs> she does hair and makeup like nobody I've ever met before. Just on the day in day out, and you do these adorable Instagram photos where you've collected pieces of your day in them that are just amazing. Oh, thank you. I just like to see the beauty in all things, and I and I like to share that. You know, it's as simple as that, really. Um, yeah, can they find you on Instagram? Can can our listeners find you somehow? Yeah, I'm I'm Jen Dodson, J E N dot Dodson, D O D S O N, on Instagram. And yeah, I I just I enjoy taking pictures. I enjoy creating, and I just create what I love. What is your um, so your husband? I'm sorry to interrupt. But what, what does your husband think? Um, I, I saw some of your pictures together, and you guys look very much in love and a, a wonderful, uh, handsome couple, as they would say. Uh, but what, what is he? When you started, you know, experiencing these things, what did he think? Did you, he think, oh boy, Jen's off her rocker, <laughs> Jen's losing it here, or or was he right along there for the ride and supportive? How how did that all work? Well, actually, you know what? That was really interesting because um, my husband, Steve, he comes from a very, uh, what should we say, scientific background. He's more, um, yeah, he's left brain. I'm right brain. So I'm the one who's got my head in the clouds creating and he's the one who has to have all the figures straight and has to know how things are done step by step. Um, and he needs to have the proof of everything. So, so this must have driven we, him crazy. <laughs> no, this was perfect because it was kind of what I needed. I needed I needed someone to help me explain what was happening to me. And he really wanted to be exposed to the other side. So we've kind of had this marriage which has worked really well. Um, I've introduced him to opening his heart and, and to letting himself go. And he's introduced me to the nuts and bolts, if you were, so that I can actually explain what's happening. So we've kind of bridged the gap between science and woo-woo. So, <laughs> Which is really cool. And knowing the two of you together, I can. he yeah, seems like it, the, the, you know, the support <laughs> that you would need to come clear out. Absolutely. And now we do workshops together. We, we travel. We've got the same interests. Um, and so, you know, when someone's coming out and, yeah, they're experiencing all these weird and wonderful things. And, of course, the more you experience, the more you open yourself up to what the universe has to offer, the more it comes. Yeah. And so we're growing together and we're being able to speak about it together. I have friends who are going through huge awakenings and they have no one to speak to about it apart from going on special groups and, you know. So my kind of awakening, unfolding, if you like, has been a really lovely, organic and gentle flow ever since I was young. And I'm forever grateful for that. People I've needed, the teachers and the lessons and the books, they've all fell into my lap at the right time. Your father, and, your relationship with your father, did, uh, did you ever have a chance to reconcile that through uh, the years? I know that you said you yeah. left when you were younger. Yeah, we did. And, and I thank him for that because, um, yeah, he was very strict and I left before I finished school. Um, and I went traveling and I was going to be the independent uh, young girl. I was going to be famous, all the rest of it. And I did really well. I did a lot of traveling and I, you know, I, yeah, I made a name for myself and it was great. I loved it. But every time I came home, there was always this atmosphere between us. And um, I, through 
doing my Reiki, um, doing crystal healing, I found one of the, the most important um, tools that I have is actually the Ho'oponopono. Oh, I yes, I that, use that is, daily. What's it yeah. called? <laughs> it's the, called the Ho'oponopono. A jalapeno um, pono? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds no. like something you put, put on nachos. It's I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Thank you. And it is incredibly powerful. And it's it's an Hawaiian um, uh, Sounds prayer, Hawaiian. if you like. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you can say it continually when you're driving or before you go to bed, when you get up in the morning, in your head, or you can say it out loud. So it's kind of like almost like a Nam Yoho Renge Kyo, something that you could like, like if you were Buddhist and you were doing some meditation, it could something that you could say over and over again, like a mantra yeah. or a chant. Absolutely. And it kind of it gets rid of the chitter chatter in your mind. Yeah, totally. And it take and it takes you back to neutral. So when you're with this person that you might be having a challenge with, it almost like it evens out the atmosphere on both sides. And I, I would do that religiously when I was with my father. And now we can talk about woo-woo. <laughs> oh, he'll talk woo-woo with you? Yeah, to a degree. Is he still to alive? Yeah, he is. So he is. Yeah, th- he's 80, is 86. He, is he going to listen to this podcast? <laughs> he might do. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> he likes being called Pop. Does That's he? Good. Hello, Pop. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, um, so what do you do for healing modalities and your website? we got to get that out there. My website is um, all the W's, star-sister.com. And... I do a, a mixture, really. It's all um, intuitive healing. Um, I actually, it was about three years ago, what I, I set an intention. Um, when I realized I'd been doing all these modalities and there were always, you know, I had certificates and stuff like that, but I wasn't actually out there doing it. So go back about three years and I set an intention. And the intention was to become my authentic truth, to become me whatever that took and whatever that looked like. Um, and I wanted to be, um, what, what is it? Um, yeah, I, I basically wanted to be accountable, wanted it to be accountable. So I put it out like on Facebook or something mm-hmm. and it was, it was a new year. But it happened just after I went to a, um, a very small meeting um, in London with a chap called Bentino Massaro. Mm, I've never heard, heard of, him. of him. Right. He's um, actually Dutch, but he lives in America. And I suppose you could say he's a way shower, um, mm. a remarkable young man. And we went in. I'd, I'd been following him for about a year and a half. And I'm going to have to look he, him up. Yeah, do. He's incredible. The presence he holds is amazing. But this was the first time I was going to see him in person because he said he normally lives in the States. So we went in and he came in and there was a very small room um, in this cafe. Everybody was sat round and he was just sat at the front. And he gradually just went round the room, didn't say a word, and he just connected with every single one in, every single one in that room. Mm-hmm. And I sobbed and I sobbed. But he was, it, was like he was, like he was, it was like he was a clear vessel. 
and I could feel his presence. Really? And it upset me. I sobbed. Why does, I it, why does all this I, stuff upset you? You always talk about being upset. You get to see your brother for the first time in a while and you get upset. You, this guy's incredibly, <laughs> you know, vesseling through your body. You're getting just, upset. <laughs> You're always all fired up. Why are you so fired I'm up? Just <laughs> such an emotional being. <laughs> it's okay he, to be emotional. Maybe upset's the wrong word. Maybe upset's the wrong word. Because upset, when I think of the word upset, I think of, you know, God, that person really upset me in traffic today. Or someone really, it was probably wasn't upset. It was more like emotion. It was more like you were overcome with, it could be positive emotion. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I felt, uh, what I felt is, um, I felt pure love from him. And the energy was incredible. But what I realized was what I was looking at is actually what I am. So he was reflecting back to me, myself, at a core level. I didn't quite understand it at the time, but it was a month later when I put this intention out into the universe that I wanted to become. I wasn't messing about anymore. I was fed up with not being on the path that I'm supposed to be on, which is definitely one of healing and helping people. I was so fed up. I was like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm old enough (laughs) now to step up and do it, whatever it looks like, however ugly it it gets. Or beautiful, how beautiful it gets. (laughs) But I just, I was like, I didn't have expectations, but I wanted to be accountable. So I wrote it down and I put it out there on Facebook, you know, and just said, this is what I want to do, whatever it looks like. And I decided then I was going to share everything. And that's what I've been doing for the last three years. But it's taken a while for me to dissolve all those habits, dissolve the coping mechanisms that I had. I used to suffer with social anxiety and, and, and I didn't want to be seen. You know, I didn't have a voice. I believed this. I believed this was drilled into me when I was a child. So I gradually dissolved all these beliefs and, and um, habits and programs that I was running in my mind. And I had to do that to be able to come up, to put myself on a website that I was going to... Um, show people that I've managed to heal myself and therefore I can help um, by mirroring back to other people they can do it too so it's not a case that I can heal somebody what I can do is I can hold the space you know similar to what Bentinho did for me I can hold the space and I can be genuine you can see me in my vulnerability and I can show you that's okay you can be that you can it helps to trigger people to be able to heal themselves they see parts of themselves in me that's so beautiful well it's great i love it um how did you learn light language and what is it what is it it's so amazing can it take place during the day Light language. I didn't know oh, what it was. When oh, it was. I thought you said night language. <laughs> night, oh, yeah. Bedroom. The bedroom night voice. Language. Hey. Hey. Welcome yeah. to night language. Language. Yeah. Light language. Yeah. It's got several different several different names, really. And um, I suppose I'd like to dis- demystify it a little bit because um, it's something that happened to me. Uh, when I was actually, it was about a year and a half ago, I suppose, it started coming through. Um, I went and did a breath workshop. It was holotropic breath work mm-hmm. with a lot of chanting and uh, a cacao ceremony. And it was over many hours. And 
There's this deep breath work that you do and, and you do it for about an hour and it raises your vibration. You vibrate completely. I almost mm. felt like I was, I was coming apart and becoming one with the, um, yeah, all the static around me. And at one point, I, this voice started coming through me. And at the time, it was very tonal and it, was, it, it felt almost like I was being played. It wasn't me. It was coming through me if that makes sense. And I felt, I felt like it was like the universe, different elements coming through me. And after that, I started asking, every time I went to bed, I would ask for more to come through. And that's essentially what happened. I hooked up with somebody in America, actually, and uh, we started speaking together. And that activated me even more. Mm -hmm. um, and what light language is essentially is well, what, what I think it is to me. It comes from a place very deep, um, very deep within me, in my heart, and it comes at a place when comes from a place when I am in deep stillness, and my ego is out the way. So in a in a like I drop down into my heart in a space of kind of meditative state, I suppose you could say. Mm -hmm. And in a place of compassion and love and gratitude. And I can have an intention and the voice will just come through. Sometimes it comes through in syllables, in a language. Sometimes it comes through in song. Sometimes it comes through in my hands and I just make sign language. Sometimes I can draw and I can write. Um, but it's very unique to each and every one, each and every, everybody who does it. Anybody can do it. Anyone can bring it through. But I realized I had to get rid of blocks of my beliefs. That I didn't have a voice that I had to shut up, that I was silly and I didn't have anything value to say. I had to release these blocks. And this helped me do this. Mm -hmm. Because to most people, it just sounds like gobbledygook. You know, <laughs> I, sound... have, I have a weird, if I'm doing a house clearing or clearing somebody's energy in yoga class, gibberish, absolute yeah. gibberish, but it sounds like, it's nothing I could repeat after it comes to my mind. It's not like speaking in tongues that the weird, weird Christians. It doesn't do. come out of my mouth. It's all in yeah. my head. Oh, it's in your head. Yeah. It is very similar to speaking in tongues. Um, you're conscious, but you're not bringing it through. I have no idea what's coming through. I've, I get a feeling and a sense of what's coming through. But I think some uh, of the speaking in tongues is kind of fake. I mean, you see some of these, you know, videos from these church gatherings. Oh, these people are going, I, oh, you know, it's, it's not like they're because they say the same thing every time they do it. It's like they have their little, you know, gibberish mantra that they kind of do. I don't know if it's the same as what you guys are speaking no, about. It's no, it's not at all. <laughs> no, I haven't really looked into it that much. You don't need to. Um, it's, it's pretty silly. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't mean to offend any of our listeners who are, you know, who are. Um, what what are they? A Pentecostal? Is that what the people who speak in tongues? I think they're Pentecostal. I don't know actually. They don't show their legs. They wear real long skirts and stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they're a little conservative. <laughs> they love Trump. They no. love Trump. They love they it. They don't. Hey, um, <laughs> have you ever have you ever lucid dreamed? I mean, I, I've I've asked a couple of our guests about this before, and a couple of them have have talked about it. But it's it's probably one of the most intriguing things to me because I think of it almost on a daily basis. Is it something that you've experienced? No, I've, I've, I, well, I say no. I, according to uh, Todd Akimesis, when I described to him um, the experiences I've had, he says 
yes, it could be an out-of-body experience and a lucid dream. It could also just be a different reality stream that you've crossed over into. But I was aware of it. Right. When I, when so you weren't happened. like you weren't like literally asleep or like you know in your I bed having this experience, and you're like, whoa, yes. wait a second. Yes, yes, I was. Oh, you and were. Well, then maybe it yes. was some lucid dreaming then. Yeah, it was intentional. I I, I did a practice where um, you you go to sleep normally, then you wake up about four o'clock. Yes, we heard about um, this last time. Yes, the wake back guest. to bed. That's it. And yeah. the wake wow. back to I was bed. doing. I was doing that, and and you go and you go back into a sleep with the intention of waking up within the dream. Right. And that's when it happened. And I was looking at my hands and I didn't have any flying over over amazing landscapes or anything like that. But I did enter into a different reality where, um, yeah. I was and you felt conscious. You felt like you were there. You, you didn't feel yes, like, right. definitely. And you could control definitely. it. You could, you could do what you wanted well, to do. Somewhat. I couldn't control, but I had influence over right. what was happening. So I wouldn't say I had control. I was given the... I was given the situation, the vision, and then within that, I had influence. Right. But you knew what yeah. was happening. It wasn't like a dream where you're like, you don't even realize you're dreaming. It was, you really. Yeah, it was as, it was as real life as, as I am sat here. Now, yeah. did you, this happen in your bed? Because our last guest that we had on talked about how it's easier to do that if you switch places. Like if you normally sleep in your bedroom, to, when you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to move on the couch or someplace else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because otherwise you just want to snuggle up and go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really good to have it slightly different and maybe sit up a bit more. Is it possible, Jen, to do a little light language so we can show it or, or let yeah, the, yeah. the listeners have an experience? Okay. I mean, yeah, that would be really lovely. Um, and the, because it's, um, it doesn't really, it can't be intellectualized. It kind of bypasses the linear brain, if you like. It, it needs to be felt. Um, it, and it's a language from the heart. So I, when I use it with my clients, as I now use it with my clients as a sound healing tool, um, it's a heart-to-heart conversation if you like so um, we're ready I'll, you can do it to me nan or both of us ready? yes are you ready okay in this case i would invite you to relax your breathing so when we ra- relax our breathing we are signaling our body that we're in a safe space and maybe bring your hand to your heart it's when we touch our heart when we touch our body that's where our awareness goes so And just gradually breathe into your normal rhythm and simply feel into the vibratory expression which is going to come through. And I'm going to bring through, it will be a blessing and then it may go into a activation which is a little bit more tonal. So just a few minutes. And just notice what you notice. It is an energy exchange, so you may feel energy moving in your body. You may feel hot. You may feel cold. You may see things. (laughs) Or you may experience nothing at all. (laughs) 
i moe mas ni tikiash ni kuwena tuwena lawana tu sunui ma no 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 ikenata into kuwena sini tiawa kuaya tina ta wasina taka into kiyama to me yanaila ya yenato ko suena ta into korea ya tisini tikia to koma ka into kisi tikiyama ta tasuno to ko to yata imiyama lo ma sunui ya 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 ma oito into kumoi いみしにちきちとこなかちそのとこにたかぐにちけわいんとまいてねしにわいたいしにちかわいたいもはやなてちにたかいもらましにおりやまたしのとこのとかいたいねやらしあやないもらまくまいてのとこそのとこんちょ
which is a really weird thing to say, I think. But you, but, 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 but when you do this, when you said it just comes on, it doesn't come on like when you're in the middle of like, you know, you know, driving down the street or, you know, a police officer pulls you over and you go start making these noises. And he's like, <laughs> next thing you know, you're, you're two weeks into a mental evaluation. Um, <laughs> I do speak in I do speak in the street actually I speak when I'm walking along and I, I definitely sing in my car a lot yeah it's great wow. it really helps it keeps me in this neutrality state of equilibrium I suppose and I, it really like a man like like um yeah om you know when you when you say om, om. It, it gives you that comfort back into your heart it brings you back into your heart and that's what it does for me it's like i see all these aspects all these facets of myself they come back into myself and i'm more whole i'm more embodied when i do it so do you think I it's giving it. you youth too oh definitely <laughs> cuz you're very young spirited you're very sweet. You're nine, you're, she's I'm... 98 years old, and she sounds <laughs> no, like she's and 20. Some. And some. Yeah. No, I just, I just have this childlike in curiosity, I think, which I've always had. So, Which I is amazing. Keep that. That's Keep very that. sweet of you. Thank you. Well, I'm definitely looking you up when I make my trip. You said you're by Bristol? Yeah. You have to come here, Brighton. Brighton, Brighton. Yeah. Well, I will. I will keep in touch for sure because I, I'm planning on renting a car, flying into London, renting a car, and just you know getting lost in the English countryside. Go up to uh, Scotland, then head over maybe on a ferry to uh, to Ireland wow. and and come back I down. Hope. I yeah. I just want. I just want to experience the UK and and Ireland in its fullest. How much time are you going to have? Oh, a few weeks. I'm going to bring my. Uh, I'm a voice actor, so I'm going to bring my little condensed version of my studio so as you know wonderful yeah oh that's awesome maybe in the spring or the fall it depends which trip i'm going to do first because i have a birthday coming up in the in the fall that is Ooh. the big five oh and i might want to spend that one you know somewhere like you know barcelona barcelona or someplace like that oh, so. barcelona party city yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, they, they, know, they know how to have fun they do <laughs> you know how to have fun and this has been so much fun it with, has. hanging out with I'm you i'm sad it's over yeah i know <laughs> we could talk for it's well, been will, so much fun. will you come back <laughs> again so yeah but we'd love to we'd love to have you uh, that would be great thank you well um have some fish and chips for us say I will. Well, <laughs> say hello to the queen and to oh, Steve, no. tell to Steve, Steve we said hello. I will. He's Say cheerio. He's very excited about this. Big cheerio and lots of love. <laughs> lots, lots of, of love, love to Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks, Jan. Thank you. Pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Lots of love. Bye. Cheerio. Chip, chip. Cheerio. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the sound of the, uh, isn't that the, and that song by uh, Beep Beep <laughs> on the end of the Pink Floyd song, you know, when she hangs up the phone. Collect call from Mr. Floyd. Do you accept the charges from the United States? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and we're done. And we're done. <laughs> come back. Come back. Come back. We're enjoying you listening to us. Absolutely. Do you have a guest for next time yet? Or are we still working on that? We're, I'm working on that one. So it's going to be a surprise. Surprise. Surprise for even you. Yes, me All too. Right. I'm well, asking the universe now. That's right. Well, thanks so much for everything and for being here with us. And uh, we'll catch you next time on Imagine Akasha. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Chip, chip. Chip, chip. <laughs>